Up next is Pete's Ponderings on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Pete's Ponderings is a selection of Pete's candid commentary on everyday issues for Kiwis, taken from his show, Afternoons. Listen to the live broadcast of Peter Williams' Afternoon Show at 1pm, Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, right here on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Uh, This afternoon coming up, comment on Jacinda Ardern's last day at Parliament, why the TVNZ boss is leaving, and I'll talk about trust in the media, or rather, the lack of it. Uh, But first up, I have a feeling financial life is not going to get any easier for us in the next few months. With the announcement this afternoon of the new official cash rate, uh, the OCR, it's due in what, about 50 minutes from now at, uh, at 2 o'clock. Now, currently, it's 4.75%. All the economists seem to think the Reserve Bank will put that up to 5% this afternoon. Uh, that's good news for people with money in the bank because the deposit rates will now be closing in on 6%. But it is not good news for those who borrow from the banks, especially those with a mortgage. If the OCR is 5% mortgages, which are currently around 8%, are likely to move towards 8.5% and beyond. The price of borrowing money is only slightly offset by the fallen house prices. But if you have a $500,000 mortgage at, say, 8.5%, which will not be uncommon, that's $42,500 a year you pay in interest alone. And that is a major chunk of after-tax income gone on just one item. But put the rise in interest rates alongside the projected rise in petrol prices, which could go up 40%, we're told, when the tax relief comes off and the crude oil price rises because Saudi Arabia is tightening supply. And you just wonder, with those price rises, how some people will make ends meet as the year goes on. What I reckon, though, is that this government will will keep the petrol tax off for a bit longer, at least until the election, and I think the banks will somehow be bullied almost, bullied into reducing profits by giving some mortgage payers relief when those interest rates go up. The cost of living is a real, real thing in this country at the moment. Governments hate to see big price rises six months out from an election, and that's why I have a feeling... They'll be doing something to offer relief pretty soon. This is RCR, Reality Check Radio, and today is Jacinda Ardern's last day in Parliament, bringing down the curtain on a career where she will be regarded as a significant part of New Zealand history for sure, although at best I suspect opinion of her will be divided. I'll be honest, I never thought she was genuine. I never thought she was a real leader. I thought she was a front for people like Grant Robertson and Chris Hipkins to really run the show. Her government's lack of achievement in the five years she was Prime Minister are quite legendary, of course, but she was a Prime Minister of slogans who just happened to be on the ninth floor of the Beehive when the political editors of the two TV networks were women of about the same age. And I reckon that was a major factor in the way she was treated by the mainstream media, which was mainly sympathetically. She's probably most remembered for her reaction after the mosque shootings in 2019. But then it's during the big news stories when leaders always get the chance to shine. Just think of 
John Key and Bob Parker in the days after the earthquakes in Christchurch. But I will never forgive Jacinda Ardern for her management of COVID, and in particular, the COVID vaccine mandates. They were and are unforgivable. And what is even more unforgivable is that this sham of an inquiry that's been set up won't consider the advice that she had from Medsafe and from Ashley Bloomfield in early 2021, uh, the advice saying that the vaccine was not proven safe and that mandates were likely a breach of the Bill of Rights Act. Now, that advice is now public official information. But of course, it's never been reported in the mainstream media. So today I say good riddance. I don't want a prime minister like Jacinda Ardern for this country ever again. You're listening to Pete's Ponderings on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Uh, I'd left TVNZ by the time Simon Power became the chief executive, but I'm somewhat gobsmacked by his resignation announcement yesterday. He'll finish up at the end of June after just uh, 16 months in the job. You have to ask why, though, don't you? What does he know about the future of TVNZ? Well, the word is, and this is from the Business Desk editor Patrick Smalley, uh, the word is that Broadcasting Minister Willie Jackson, who was really peed off when Chris Hipkins threw out his plans for the merged public broadcaster, uh, he's now going to stack the TVNZ board with people friendly to his way of thinking, and that TVNZ is set to become quite a different beast to what it is now, which is a commercial animal whose job it is to make money and pay a dividend to the government. Now, Patrick Smalley says Jackson wants more New Zealand content on the TV. Uh, that's code for he wants more Maori programs on TV, which is fine. He can do that if he wants, but just watch the audiences shrink. So Simon Power has read the tea leaves. He's heard what Jackson intends to do, and he's going to walk. I found it interesting that the chairman of the board says they will start looking for a new CEO in due course, unquote. So does that mean when the new board is in place and that they can get a CEO to do the board and therefore the minister's bidding? You know, broadcasting has always been a cesspit of gossip and politics and I have to say that uh, absolutely nothing has changed. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us, uh, our email address is inbox at realitycheck.radio. Inbox at realitycheck.radio. We have a little correspondence to share with you uh, later on this afternoon. Uh, a big tick to the Otago Daily Times, which is my local paper, uh, a big tick for its ranking in the latest survey of trustworthiness in the media. Now, the ODT is still the most trusted newspaper in the country, and I can understand why. I think it generally reports fairly, especially with its coverage of local stories, local politics stories, and it's doing a great job with its campaign against the cuts to the new uh, Dunedin Hospital design. Its opinions are a bit on the left of centre for me, and whoever their columnist Civis is always gets a wide berth from this pair of eyes on a Saturday morning. But it's good news for us in the South that we have a local rag that we can mostly trust because overall trust in the media in this country continues to fall. 
Uh, Now only 42% of the population think that they can trust regular and usual uh, media sources. 69% avoid the news often, sometimes or occasionally. Now the author of this report from the AUT Media School in Auckland, Greg Treadwell, has therefore urged newsrooms to, quote, put regaining trust among their audiences at the top of their agenda for the sake of our democracy, unquote. All I can say, Greg, is um, good luck with that. Has the horse not bolted? As far as I can see, the rot set in about four years ago when the mainstream media decided from 2019 onwards uh, they would just not countenance any discussion to counteract the prevailing wisdom of climate change. No matter the scientific skills, the experience, the qualifications of those who put up a counter-argument, the mainstream media just will not listen. So the alarmism continues unchecked, and you know, more and more people just don't believe what they're being fed, and that's why trust in the media continues to fall every year. Unless the MSM, the mainstream media, allows both sides of the story to be told often, the media regaining the trust of their audience, frankly, is a pipe dream. But a few thoughts about some news that uh, we heard on Monday about what uh, used to be called Vodafone. It's uh, now One New Zealand. And the news that they're going to join up with Starlink Frankly, that was the best technology news I've heard in ages. You see, I've never quite been able to figure out how we can get TV coverage to the entire country via satellite, but we can never get our mobile phone network coverage past 50% of the country. That's about to change with this announcement on Monday. Come the end of next year, uh, I should be able to drive over the Lindus Pass from my house into uh, North Otago and make a hands-free phone call the whole way to Amarama. Or I can listen to RCR online without it dropping out anywhere in the country. I've actually just bought one of the Starlink dishes, which were advertised for a couple of hundred bucks over the weekend. It should uh, make life quicker and more reliable with my internet than what I've got at the moment. I note in all the announcements about this, though, there is no mention of Spark. Maybe Spark have been beaten to the punch on this one. Spark have just sold all their cell phone towers, remember, and leased them back. And maybe that's going to turn out to be a clever move because the technology is moving really quickly. I've got a feeling there won't be a need for cell phone towers in 10 years. Uh, They're probably going to go the way of newspapers and the yellow pages and the BlackBerry phones. We'll do all our phone calls and emails and texts by satellite from the most remote places too. And gee, that is no bad thing. You're listening to Pete's Ponderings on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Now, why do some people want to play victim? Why do otherwise successful, respected people want to drag up the past and cry racism for things that happened or didn't happen 30 years ago? That was my reaction when I read about Sir Wayne Shelford, Buck Shelford. Remember him? A great all-black captain. His teams never lost when he was the captain, but he was sensationally dropped from the team in 1990. And bring back Buck has been part of the lexicon ever since. 
But I read a couple of days ago that he's annoyed at never having been invited to talk to the All Blacks since and that he's been forgotten in rugby circles because he's a Māori. I mean, come on. Uh, This guy is one of the most recognisable personas in the game. I really struggle to see what his problem is. He has not been forgotten in rugby circles at all. He's been a coach. He's been on a TV program with old players trying to get them fit again. He's often asked to comment to the media on rugby matters today. And let's not forget that he's been knighted only last year for services to rugby and to the community. I just don't get what that newspaper story was about, apart from it being yet another opportunity for somebody to play victim, for somebody to take perceived offence, and it really annoys me. I know Buck. He's a top guy. He's revered for who he was and who he is, and he's way better than this. So why, I ask, is he portraying himself as a victim? Now, did you see the the latest incarnation of a possum stuck in the headlights? Chris Hipkins asked at his press conference Monday afternoon how he and his government defines a woman. I would have thought it's a pretty simple question to answer for most people. The answer is an adult human female. But for people on the left, the transgender activists and their supporters who somehow believe that gender is just a social construct and that you can be a woman just by saying you want to be or even that you are one, uh, the question, how do you define a woman, is it seems just too hard. Chris Hipkins was pathetic in his response. He looked completely out of his depth, lost his composure, and finally blurted out something like, people define themselves, people define their own genders, which is the law in this country, or it's about to become the law in this country, but it's still a very silly answer. And then the questioner, Sean Plunkett, followed up with, which views of Posey Parker did Hipkins find abhorrent? which is what he said before the British woman came here. Hipkins reckons Posey Parker said trans people shouldn't exist. And then he moved quickly on to another question. I don't ever remember Posey Parker saying that trans women should not exist. She just wants them away from women's private places like changing rooms and toilets. But Chris Hipkins, it seems, has dug himself a big, big hole here. This whole chippy from the hut persona, is completely blown. He's not really a regular guy after all. He's really just a woke lefty who can't bring himself to even define what a woman is. And as one former prime minister prepares to leave parliament tonight, I'm hoping that her successor won't be around much after the 14th of October either. You've been listening to Pete's Ponderings on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Remember, you can catch Pete's full show combining smooth sounds and candid commentary on everyday issues for Kiwis and the Peter Williams Afternoon Show on our live broadcasts, 1pm, Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, right here on RCR, Reality Check Radio.